Vice President uh, Biden, when the presidential debates come up, make sure he's clear about the issue of reparations, give a clear answer to fight Mr. Donald Trump on, and uh, we should have a clear vision about what that's going to be. And you don't think that we do have a clear vision of what it is that we want? No, no, we don't. As far as reparations, what does that mean as far as a group of people? As a free education, free uh, medicine, uh, some type of housing guarantee? We, we need to have a national strategy, I mean, a racial strategy. Because it's it's definitely coming. It's coming. That's a good point. I think there's been an ongoing discussion about what reparations for African-Americans and really Africa's children throughout the diaspora really means. What does it mean? And what form does it take? At least now, as you point out, Eddie, it's part of the national conversation. That was something we talked about in the presidential debates. Never did I think I would see that in my lifetime. The reparations owed to African-Americans for 12 generations of work without pay in this country, which is what built America into the superpower that she is today and certainly that she was. It's very convenient to have 12 generations of unpaid workers. It, you know, it builds you incredible wealth. And how do we find out what that exact number is, who is owed those reparations and what form they should take? That's a conversation. It's an ongoing conversation. But you're right. I think it is coming uh, to the point where that could and should actually happen. And, you know, People have talked about tax relief for African-Americans. They've talked about free education, but that has to include housing and books. Otherwise, it's not a level playing field. It's just a scholarship. Uh, let's take a look at our 24-hour news cycle. And now, 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 headlines for higher minds. A front-page news brief with Dominique DePrima. The L.A. Unified School District voting Tuesday night to reduce school police's budget by $25 million or 35%. All right, we're turning now to Dr. Melina Abdullah. She is a lead organizer here in L.A. for Black Lives Matter and a professor at Cal State L.A. Give me the update in your opinion. I mean, a big victory at the school board. Sure. So we had the victory at the school board. We had victories in city council. Um, The $150 million cut to LAPD was confirmed. We had Herb Wesson's motion to dispatch non-police for non-violent calls. Um, unanimously approved, and then Marquise Harris-Dawson introduced a motion to um, have traffic officers respond to traffic issues rather than police. So those were all victories. But I don't want to talk too much because I know you want to talk to the young people, and one of my daughters is excited about the victory at the school board if you'd like to get her in before we end. Okay, Amara. Well, look. Tell me um, about yesterday from your perspective. The victory is really important to me personally because I've had multiple bad experiences with LAUSD school police. And it's really just another sign that like when we fight, we win. Amara and Dr. Molina Abdullah, thank you so much for being with us today. Dominique DePrima from KJLH Radio in Los Angeles. We've been listening in to black-owned radio stations across the United States, hearing the conversations they're having about race. Well, I've also been talking to some of the hosts. They are Solomon Jones from WURD in Philadelphia, Dominique DePrima from KJLH Radio in Los Angeles, Perry Small from Chicago's WVON, and Jerry Beasley from Houston's KCOH. And I asked them, what was the difference between working at a black-owned radio station compared to white-owned media? Pure joy. Pure joy. I can tell you, I have worked for black media my entire 
light from the Chicago Defender newspaper to the Citizen newspaper to WVON to when I lived in Atlanta, black PR firms. And I've been at WVON. I've also been fired from this radio station three times, but that's okay. (laughs) And I can tell you, it is pure joy. I love my boss. Not only is she my boss, Melody Span Cooper, but she's my friend. I'm in recovery. I was an addict, or I am an addict in recovery for more than 30 years. And I think that that has been something that I've been very honest about. If I were at another kind of media outlet station, I think that I might have been shunned because of that. I've been clean for, what, eight years now. Not a big deal, but it has been part of my journey. And I have touched people's lives being able to be me. And like I said, today, knowing that I'm coming to a a place where I love 